0: There have been a number of recurring themes that have kind of come to fruition over the course of the week that I felt an impending urge to share with you. And the most fundamental one is sort of that of the body's natural stress response and our ability to adapt and to change to perceive stimulus and perceive stressors. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. I was interviewing Dr. Mike T. Nelson, a PhD researcher and nutrition and and fitness coach, and very well-respected person in the industry. And one of the things he studied extensively is the physiology of human metabolism, the the metabolic adaptation response, and um, what he calls metabolic flexibility. And it's the very idea that our body has this unique ability to shift based on the stimulus, right? So for example, for metabolic flexibility, the idea if we push the metabolism too hard one way it's going to push back the other way just as aggressively so if we diet and starve ourselves and over exercise for an extended period of time just like the biggest loser studies where the vast majority of these contestants gain all of their weight back over a period of you know anywhere from one to six years um not only do they gain their weight back but they're they're left with some compounded sort of metabolic compensatory mechanisms of a down regulation and what we call leptin um a, a hunger signaling molecule and basically a reduction in their metabolic Output. and the reason this is relevant is our body has this unique ability to adapt to said stimulus and so what happens in these situations where if we reduce our calorie intake for a given period of time we can just slow down our body will just slow us down it will slow down our digestion It will slow down our cognitive function it will slow down the rate at which we expend calories it will physically slow us down like we will be less likely to get up off the couch to go to the fridge or to walk around and just be less inclined to move we'll just fidget less like I'm a hand talker obviously and I would be less likely to just do these movements as I've if I was in this perpetual caloric deficit now by that same token with these adaptation mechanisms if we are exposed to cold one of the popular biohacking things is like to do all these cold ice baths this cold thermogenesis to do a cold shower, right? Because some people talk about its ability to stimulate fat loss, which doesn't seem to be very substantiated. But what happens when we expose ourselves to cold? Well, we'll start to shiver and there does seem to be some upregulation in immune system function. And so perpetually it can help make us more resilient to cold over the long term. By that same token is heat, a mechanism in exposure to heat is to start sweating, to uh, try and uh, lower our core body temperature um, as an adaptation mechanism. Another thing that we can talk about as it pertains to metabolic flexibility is fasting, right? And we talk about fasting and the body's ability to adapt to extended periods of time without food. And so there's a lot of dogma around the benefits of fasting. If you restrict your eating window to a certain number of hours, ultimately it's going to help contribute to a reduction in calories for most people. And that seems to be the predominant benefit of this stress response but the more that we expose our body to these different stressors potentially the more resilient it becomes. So, we talked about cold and heat. We talked about uh, just periods of, of not eating and versus periods of eating and intermittent fasting. And then the last thing would be the fuel source that we're leveraging. So, we want to talk about going from the ends of the spectrum is like going full ketogenic diet versus, you know, strictly carbohydrates or predominantly carbohydrates. Amazingly, the body has the ability to adapt to all of these different stimuli while maintaining homeostasis, maintaining the body's temperature with. Within a couple degrees, uh, maintaining hormonal function, maintaining blood sugar regulation, and so on and so forth. And by virtue of having trauma, or in our particular case, what we're talking about is really this level of micro trauma. how does the body, specifically the brain, adapt to said stimulus, right? And so another term that I'm going to use to reframe this whole idea is stress inoculation, right? When we expose ourselves to certain stressors, we invariably start to inoculate ourselves, right? We can think vaccines here because that's certainly timely, but what's supposed to happen with vaccines is when you get a vaccine, uh, it introduces a mechanism by which the body can then become more resilient, And it's the same concept as it pertains to this concept of of stress inoculation. To put this into context, I was having a conversation with a client earlier today, and she was expressing how uncomfortable it feels for her to go into the gym. Right? It's just been one of those limiting factors for her. It's been one of the things that's been keeping her, frankly, from making progress in her journey, so to speak, uh, because she can't seem to get over the fact that she's terribly uncomfortable just going into a gym she's never been one to really work out very much Um, she's uncomfortable exposing herself to the machines she's uncomfortable just pushing herself to the level of intensity that frankly is required to get muscle adaptations and This is the very thing that you need to expose yourself to in order to drive the response that your body needs. Simply understanding that by virtue of us putting ourselves in these situations that feel terribly uncomfortable, we are inoculating ourselves to said stressor. For so many of us, public speaking is a huge stressor understandably so right going to the gym is a huge stressor exercising in some capacity is a huge stretcher going to a social event and not drinking can be a huge perceived stressor and so the conversation for so many clients especially in the realm of of alcohol intake has been around how do we put ourselves in more of these situations that feel so uncomfortable so that we can expose ourselves to the stress realize that we're all the better for it which invariably helps create these these kind of neural connections and build this level of resilience around that particular stressor and so what is it that you can do in your life starting today that has been potentially holding you back, that makes you feel terribly uncomfortable, but that you know by virtue of you exposing yourself to that stressor more and more and more frequently will help you grow, will help you build, will help you change, will help you start to become the person that you say you want to be. A good analogy would be just like building a muscle. Right? You don't walk into the gym and automatically get huge, but you have to have many, many, many repeated exposures so that every single time you're creating a little bit of damage, a little bit of trauma so that the body can heal and adapt and then you do it again. And then you do it again and I think all of this lends itself to exactly what needs to happen in the realm of health and fitness and nutrition because if you look in the Facebook group I posted tell us the best advice that you've ever had to lose weight but wrong answers only and everyone's commenting around you know you need to do some diet you need to do keto you need to do bars and shakes you need to do a juice fast the irony is that we've all done that shit, like we've all done it and so how do we start to reframe our mindset around doing the the boring work repetitively right day in and day out as a means to grow and understanding that along the way there's going to be plenty of bumps in the road plenty of hurdles to overcome but that's just part of the process we still show up to the gym we still lift the weight there's going to be days when we're injured there's going to be days when we're sick but we still gotta show up, we still gotta lift if we expect that muscle to grow. It's the same thing around our nutrition, building the skills and behaviors that are gonna help us drive improved eating habits, change our lifestyle, change our social support system, help us realize that there are certain people that are gonna help us grow, there are certain people that aren't, making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with those right people. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, thank you for tuning in, and I will catch you guys in the next Facebook Live. Thank you so much for listening and if you found this content valuable here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my fat loss fix guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, Subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadeSimpleTV.com for leave a five star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple.